Hi everyone, this is the Geeky Juans and we have a very special interview for you today. We have the Sniper of the Skies, Mr. Robbie Eagles. G'day everyone, thanks for having me here. Thank you so much for taking your time for this interview. You know, you have a match coming up tomorrow mm -hmm. uh, for PWR, Love at First Fight. You're facing Chris Panzer yep. for the PWR title. What's the past 24 hours been like since you like arrived in Manila? It's been it's been a bit of a whirlwind for me. Yeah. Um, so I was here when I was very young, but mm -hmm. I have no memory of coming mm -hmm. here when I was very young. So this is really my first real time being mm -hmm. in the Philippines. But it's been it's been a very full on experience. Um, I've got family that live here, yeah. and I get to see them throughout this time, and oh, they're going to be coming nice. along. Yeah. So for a lot of them, it's the first time they've ever seen me perform. So it's going to be very special for me. Yeah. Um, but uh, even just experiencing, you know, more of the culture, more of the food, things that I'm already familiar with, but now really getting into it because yeah. there is a strong Filipino community in, uh, you know, Australia and in mm. Sydney and especially the parts that I've lived in. Yeah. Um, but being here, you're engulfed by it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it's actually kind of funny as well. There's a lot of familiarity because there's a lot of Japanese culture in, uh, especially in Makati. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of sort of Japanese restaurants yeah. and Japanese style like uh, shops and things like that. So I almost feel like very secure and mm -hmm. very much at home, mm -hmm. even though none of those things are Australian. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been very cool and exciting. Um, I haven't stopped smiling basically the whole time that I've been here and I, I hope to continue that mm -hmm. after I win the PWR title mm -hmm. on Sunday. And we're also here thanks to the folks at PWR. Um, right now we have Grab Gamos. Thank you so much for making just, this I'm just happen. I'm just no, the wall. No, man, it's no, fine. I'm not joining it. I'm not joining it. It's not about me. It's not about me. So you talked about um, the Filipino community in Australia. Were you in touch with the Filipino community there? Or like, was it a... I mean, I've always had family, friends, yeah. and uh, relatives that have dropped in and out. Mm -hmm. And even through my, my school days, yeah. I would always have a group of Filipino friends. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not as in touch with a lot of them anymore because everyone's obviously gone and done their own thing. Okay. Um, but you know, there's, there's friends of mine. I still see one of my friends who was, uh, from the, the Filipino side of yeah. our community and he's actually into rehab and physiotherapy oh, wow. and sometimes we cross paths at the same gym. So it's always like a cool thing to, to see him and see what he's up to, which is in like a sporting mm -hmm. field. And then uh, he asks me if I'm still into wrestling. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's my job now. So uh, it's a bit of a trip for him, obviously, coming from what we used to discuss yeah. and watch and kind of hang out over. But, um, you know, another big thing for us back then was basketball, oh, which is obviously mm -hmm. very popular here. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, my height didn't allow me to be very good at it. Mm. So uh, we bonded over that. But it was that was the thing that I left behind. That was something that my Filipino friends from school continued on with mm -hmm. and still... Uh, pursuing are passionate about but yeah it's um I was kind of connected in it but like uh, it wasn't a huge huge part of it I think my family side was what yeah. I was mostly uh, connected to I see um, so like your friend who's you know into like sports rehab and everything like does he help you with your you know injuries and stuff or like recovery I have I have a different physio that I go oh, see okay. because with my um, home promotion in Sydney PWA mm -hmm. we've got a affiliation with a physiotherapist oh that's great so we we try and create something that helps everyone that's yeah. a part of our training facility and also our live roster so uh, active physio is the group's name and they have a few chains across uh, the greater Sydney area and uh, they look after me. I've got my boy Lawrence that looks after me specifically. That's great. Um, <clears throat> but Chris is a guy that, like, if I cross paths with him, mm -hmm. and if we were closer to each other, <laughs> I would probably go see him, but it's just not the way that it works. Mm -hmm. 
And so I want to talk more about PWA. Um, recently, I think uh, there's um, there's like a promotional video that came out of like how to get the Korok win. And I think uh, someone from PWA was like the one on screen. I'm not sure. Uh, Kingsley. Yep. Yeah, is she from T PWA as well? She's from PWA yeah, and she's so actually Filipino as well. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, super, super small world and connected. Like, oh, thanks to Gino Gambino, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's so, like, um, let's not talk about like the whole story stuff. Um, what's it been like um, growing PWA from, from its early days to now? Like, you did talk about it on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Knock that. Um... <laughs> that you guys now have a streaming service and everything like how has it compared to before with like you did say that you were like um handing away flyers and stuff yeah i mean it's been a massive change mm -hmm. uh we're still not part of the i guess mainstream mm -hmm. um i don't know if, i don't know if that's something we want to be we don't want to be mainstream but at the same time we want to grow yeah. so we're starting to do things that are a little bit bigger than what has happened before and it has grown like Australian wrestling as a whole has grown and that's been helped to a lot of international talent that has come to visit that's been equally passionate about what we're doing in Australia and wanting to see us grow so mm -hmm. if they came say in 2008 and then in 2009 mm -hmm. and yeah. the crowd numbers are the same the venue they're performing in is the same nothing's changed then obviously that shows very little growth mm -hmm. so there's been people like Will Ospreay um, mm -hmm. Earlier on, there was people like Chris Hero that was oh, mm -hmm. uh, very influential to a lot of us, uh, especially when I first started. He was a part of some major events in Queensland mm -hmm. that helped shape kind of where everything has gone to now. But we've, we've, we've had this motto, it's something that I've always pushed anyway, and it's we're giving stadium-sized performances in small community halls. Oh, I and I say that because, you know, we might get one, two, three hundred people in a community building that anyone can basically rent out for a 21st party or mm. anything really, but we're holding professional wrestling oh, events nice. there. But the quality of the seven to eight matches that you would see mm. is what you would see in an arena that a WWE would run. And that's how I like to look at it. Mm -hmm. So we were doing that for years and years, and it kind of just took its time to finally catch on where it was like, okay... Now we've built ourselves to a degree. Let's take a chance and, you know, put a bunch of money towards yeah. putting ourselves in one of those bigger stadiums or arenas. Maybe not quite the big, big ones, yeah. but something on like a medium intermediate level. And once that started happening, it was a trickle effect. So the crowd started building. They started con continuing to come back. We, we started seeing new people that hadn't been to any local wrestling events before. Mm. Um, so it's been a, a, a very... I guess like snail pace growth, but now since 2017, it's really just exploded and it's growing really fast and exponentially, but there's still miles to go. So being on the streaming services, it's that direct product. People want to see it now and they've mm -hmm. got that opportunity. So I want to see more companies like uh, PWA, like MCW and like PWR and things yeah. like that. Like we want to see the product as soon as it's available. Like mm -hmm. the quickest it's available, then the more people will watch it, the more it will grow. So those are one of the things that we really focused on and that's something that I think uh, a lot of the wrestling world needs to do in order to grow. Mm -hmm. um, so you were trained by Madison Eagles, mm -hmm. uh, your sister-in-law, and who else inspired you to pursue a career in wrestling? Uh, so for me, the early memories, it was uh, 
So there's like there's a, a few different ways that this answer is shaped. Yeah. So Rey Mysterio and Sting were the first two people that I was really heavy fans of. Mm-hmm. Once I saw them, I was just all about Rey Mysterio and Sting. And it was the mask and the face paint and Sting coming down from the rafters. <laughs> like it was just very comic book-esque. Yeah. So that's what I was into. I was already reading like X-Men and uh, Spider-Man comics plus watching Power Rangers. So it was oh. just like all the things that I loved as a small child combined into one. Um, and then you have the theatrics, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. Then when I started playing the wrestling video games, I was obsessed with Ultimo Dragon. Oh. So I hadn't even seen him wrestle on WCW yeah. yet. But I saw him in the game and I was just like, this guy looks like the coolest character. I'm always playing as him. <laughs> and hence why I have an Ultimo Dragon tattoo. Wow. So uh, th- there's a lot of those sort of things that inspired me. And then as I grew up, things started to change and um, different people started to inspire me. And still to this day, like year after year, there are different people that I look to the past for inspiration. I think um, a main influence for me is basically the entire Cruiserweight division. Mm. Um, And then you've got like some of the the staples that were able to go from company to company and get success. So people like your Eddie Guerrero's and your um, Dean Malenko's. That sort of group of guys that went from ECW to WCW to WWF and then E, um, they transitioned all the time and evolved with the sport. And those are the kind of people that I like to look to for inspiration because that's what I want to do. I don't want to be stagnant and just be Robbie Eagles and be the same Robbie Eagles from 2008 to 2028. I want to constantly evolve with the sport as it does continue to grow and Mm -hmm. evolve. So you did say that, okay, Ultimo Dragon is um, one of the influences. Ultimo Dragon uh, trained one of your stable mates, uh, Kazushika Okada. Speaking of stables, how, did you, how was the transition like from Bullet Club to Chaos? For me, it, it felt natural. Mm-hmm. Um, being in Bullet Club at first, I was doing whatever I needed to do to like solidify my position yeah. because it was almost like on a trial basis when I mm-hmm. first came in. I wasn't a full-fledged member. They were still watching me to be like, all right, oh, okay. is this guy going to fit in? Like, he's mm-hmm. Ishimori's partner, but oh. is he going to go along with the morals and the things that mm-hmm. we do in the Bullet Club? And I just tried to appease everyone at first, mm-hmm. but I really wasn't being myself. I wasn't mm-hmm. being true to how I've grown up in pro wrestling and respected the sport and the mm-hmm. rules of the sport. So it was difficult. Um... It was still something that I am very thankful for and the experience and it got me my start in New Japan yeah. Pro Wrestling. But you look back at how it all began and when Will handed me the Japanese flag for oh, his yeah. tights, that he did try to invite me from yeah. to chaos. And, you know, may, maybe looking at it now, it was the wrong decision to make to go against his wishes. But I think everything that's happened leading up to now has formed my path. And now being in chaos, the transition is that... I'm more comfortable. Mm-hmm. I can just be in my own skin and I don't have to worry too much about all the actions that I do <laughs> and how it affects everyone. Now it's just about bringing prestige mm-hmm. to our group. Um, I've had a few opportunities for championships, um, especially whilst being in chaos. Mm-hmm. None have been successful so far, but I'm hoping that in the future that I can be a champion that people like Okada and mm-hmm. Tomohiro Ishii yeah. can be proud of. And you... Hiromo owes you a match. Well, yeah, we're, 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 we're one and one in, uh, in tag team contests. We're one and yeah. one for pinfalls on each other yeah. now because uh, just recently he got a shot cradle victory on me. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we need the rubber match now. Yeah. So I don't care what happens. It doesn't matter who he faces, but he needs to hold on to that championship because 
Yeah, I mean, having a rubber match against him to see who's better is fine. Yeah. But if someone can walk away with the title afterwards, then that's even better. So, like, okay, so this is we're talking about your opponents now. Who's your dream opponent? Whether past or present, doesn't matter what company. Who's your, like, dream opponent in any of them? There's a, there's a few. I can't narrow it down to one. Yeah. So I'll just give you a couple. Okay. But uh, I kind of got to live out some of this at the Super J Cup last year mm. in the USA. Uh, we had a four-on-four four tag match, and it was myself and Rapongi 3K, Rocky Show, Yo. Wow. Against TJP, uh, Rus- Rusuke Taguchi, wow. Jushin Thunder Liger, who I faced off before, <laughs> oh and someone that's had a hand in uh, training and developing me is Amazing Red. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> Amazing Red was basically the first real independent wrestler that I saw mm-hmm. in my mid-teens when I discovered Ring of Honor, and then through that TNA, and oh, then right, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And he was a guy that was like the second coming of the cruiserweight division for me. So that same experience that I first had when I saw Rey Mysterio and Psicosis and Juventud Guerrera, I, I had that feeling again, like almost, you know, six years later, watching Amazing Red for the first time. And I was like, who is this guy? Why have I never seen him before? This is amazing. So we got to have a little bit of back and forth in that tag match, but he's someone that I've always wanted to face off one-on-one. Mm. And then... Through discovering Ring of Honor, there was a guy that uh, has spent time in New Japan as well, very synonymous with tag team wrestling, but also in his own right, a very uh, inventive and innovative wrestler is Alex Shelley from the Motor City Machine Guns. And he and I have had a little bit of back and forth on Twitter over the last year, which to me is crazy because I was such a fan of his as a kid. Um, He's definitely someone that's a dream opponent. You know, uh, if we're looking at tag team matches, Motor City Machine Guns versus the Birds of Prey. I think would be unreal. Um, And and, uh, the last person that I'd put on there, I kind of put it out onto Twitter and it's kind of become clickbait on some wrestling websites now. There's nothing nothing in the pipeline, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I'm just putting it out there. In 2014, I was basically lined up to have a match with Adam Cole in Australia. And I got uh, hurt in training a few weeks before, tore Mm -hmm. ligaments in my ankle and I had to pull out of the event that was Mm -hmm. happening. So... Uh, that was a match that was supposed to happen. Uh, it's a match that I would love to happen because he actually had a hand uh, being trained for a little bit by my trainers because mm-hmm. Madison and Ryan were in Philadelphia for a little while. And uh, that's when Adam was just really starting the CZW. Mm-hmm. So he, it's, it's really weird because we're pretty much the exact same age. We've pretty much been wrestling for the exact same time. And the similarities were from my trainers, they were like, oh, Adam is the American Robbie. And then what they would say to Adam is that Robbie is the Australian Adam. (laughs) So that's really a match that I would have loved to have had. Uh, It might not be possible now, but who knows what the future can hold. That doesn't mean I'm going anywhere. (laughs) I'm just saying. Carlos is like laughing. Cross promotion (laughs) can happen. That'll be fun. I mean, you know, WWE and New Japan have done it before, like years ago. I mean, Liger, Liger was allowed to wrestle True. at a takeover, so True. it's very you, different now, but who knows? You guys have, like, sort of BC connection to an extent, to an extent, maybe? Well, he got kicked out, I left. Oh, uh, well, and he's dead now. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, what was it like uh, wrestling in the different venues? Like, is there, like, a specific favorite, like, besides Korakuen? Well, I still haven't experienced all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, being in the Tokyo Dome, for sure, is unreal. Uh, the, the prior time that I'd been there was actually for a baseball game oh. in 2012. For the Giants, yeah? Yeah, Tokyo oh. Giants. Yeah, yeah, so I, I, I sat there with uh, 
my pal Jonathan Gresham, and oh. uh, we, we watched a baseball game randomly, unexpectedly. It was a lot of fun, um, being right at the top of the bleachers and experiencing that and just seeing how big the place was. Then being able to compete there for Wrestle Kingdom. Um, but, you know, I don't know how much it counts because it was on the pre-show, so I need to c- continually evolve that. But Tokyo Dome is an experience in itself. Mm. You can't go past Corican Hall. Mm, okay. One of my absolute favourite places to wrestle. Uh, it the atmosphere in there, there's just so much history. Mm-hmm. And the fan base that we have for New Japan Pro Wrestling at Corican Hall is always rowdy. They're really, like, the vibe is so high and cool. Like, it's just exciting, like, no matter what, from opening match to main event. Like, it's just an exciting time to be there. But there are places like Osaka Joe Hall that I haven't competed at yet. Mm-hmm. So I can't really say I have an absolute favorite until I've experienced them mm-hmm. all. Um, but that's definitely, Corican Hall is probably top of the list. So, can we talk about more about your sports fandom? Like you did say, you watch a baseball game. Like, are you a baseball fan or a basketball fan? Is there like a specific sport you're into? Um, it's hard because the more I've traveled, the less I've been able to keep up with okay. a lot of sports. Um, the main thing that I am a, a fan of is rugby league in mm. Australia, and uh, I do try to stay in tune with it. Last year was probably my most hectic schedule for my wrestling career, so I kind of put that to the wayside. But I'm hoping this year that I can. Uh, have streaming services on my phone or whatever it is to, to stay in touch with it. But rugby's probably the top, um, just because it's something that I've been watching since I was young, so I've still kind of kept in touch with it. And going to games when I've got the ability to. Uh, and PWA is actually a major sponsor for one of oh, the rugby nice, league teams nice, back nice. home now. So there's a lot of connections so there. So it's on the unis and all, right? Like it's on the shorts or something? Uh, or like... we, we are sponsored for the number one jersey. So wow. whoever wears the number one jersey nice. in the West Tigers, we're the sponsor there. And then I think we get displayed at the local fields and stuff like that Ooh. as well. So whether it's on TV or not, <laughs> I don't know. But um, it's just going to be an exciting time to go to those those games. And the, the team, although it's not the team I support, it's the most local to me. So mm. it's um, easy to get to some of the home games. Was there ever a clash with like you know the Tongans before in the Bullet Club? Like, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I gave Fale heaps of crap. <laughs> Especially uh, one of the times that I was in uh, Japan and we were touring together. Yeah. I think there was... Uh, some international rugby matches happening mm. in rugby union, and uh, it was like Tonga versus Tonga versus Australia or Samoa or something. And uh, Tonga didn't win, so mm. I gave him I gave him some crap. But then he forced me to wear a three XL <laughs> and take a photo, and I had to take a photo of my honorary Tongan <laughs> Nike as it looked on me. Does it ever get um? Does it even get like amplified when it gets like the rugby sevens and all? Like not really. Uh, I mean we haven't had too much. Biffing about that. I okay. mean, Jay White will occasionally, <laughs> well, used to occasionally give me shit about some of the uh, the rugby stuff. But no, like everyone kind of keeps to them themselves. Like I think the main main thing. Oh, I'm just trying to think because the Rugby World Cup was pretty big for all of us mm-hmm. because we were in Japan as it was happening. Like so it was just, it was just exactly, exactly. So it was very exciting to um to see the game. So like even when we would go to dinners and stuff, uh-huh. we, we'd all try and catch the games, even if we didn't really care for any of the countries <laughs> that were playing, it was still just an exciting time. But ultimately, at the end of the day, the our number one priority is wrestling. Oh, okay. So, like, you did mention Power Rangers earlier. <laughs> just, you know, childhood stuff. Who was your favorite Power Ranger? Oh, it's the White Ranger. Oh, yeah. Tommy. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. <laughs> so, Green Green Ranger to a degree, but 100% White Ranger. Mm. What's, what's a dream, like, championship you want to pursue? I guess, yeah, we can talk about the IWGP Junior, I guess. 
Yeah, I like mean, the look, PW, the top PWE title and all. I, I've held the PWE championship three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still something that I'd always love to represent. So if I could be the PWA champion again and take that to New Japan, I'd love oh, to. So that's something that I missed the opportunity of doing uh, when I started there. Um, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship is probably the main goal for me, realistically. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're, if we're to include trophies, yeah. uh, best of Super Juniors. Ooh. I came very close yeah. to winning my block last year. Mm-hmm. And I think now, being away from Bullet Club, being away from all those antics, not yeah. having to worry about ELP, <laughs> Headbang Club, Mister LP, Dickhead. Uh, yeah, it should it should make it a little bit easier if I'm in the tournament this year? I hope so. Uh, but I'd imagine that as it does every year, the other competitors constantly get more vicious and harder to beat, and it intensifies. So. It won't be as easy. You know what's a good thing, though? Hearing that Will Ospreay is now officially yeah. a heavyweight. So I hope that doesn't mean that he cuts weight right before Best of Super Juniors. Because I'd rather him not be in it. Uh, yeah. Because, like, you know, it'll be fun to go against him again in singles competition. Yeah. But the bigger he gets, the harder he is for me to throw <laughs> around. So let's let's not do that for Maybe Dutrik or Daniel can take his place. Mm. Maybe. Like, you be the Yano, the spoiler. Well, we don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, if, we're, if we're to pinpoint something, I'd love to be the first Australian to win a major oh, tournament in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Cool. So And then hopefully the first Australian to win a championship in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Kind of like how Buddy Murphy did it with the Cruiserweight title and all in WWE. And now, like... I feel like you are like very close. Like there's something. Oh, I, I'm just fanboying right now. I think I I want to see you as an IWGP Junior Champion as a well, fan. So do I. What's one snack that you haven't tried yet that you want to try? Like, well, see, this is the thing. Uh, <laughs> I've pretty much tried everything that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, like something that I grew up on as well. Uh, I I can't believe I've forgotten about this until now. Yeah. Is uh one of my favorite snacks that I grew up on was chicharron. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and douse it in vinegar, <laughs> of course. Uh, you know, I did ask someone the other day, I think uh, I was asking about, you know, if there was any good uh, Le Chon spots in, uh. in uh, Makati, but apparently I'd have to go a fair while out of here to get decent Le Chon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, oh, here we go. Okay. Here we go. I'm a big fan of Ube. Ah. So, uh, ube ice cream was a big thing for me when I was growing up as well because yeah. we had a local Filipino grocery. Oh, but that nice. shut down a oh. um, couple years ago. But since I've moved and I'm on my own as an adult and stuff, I've found a new Filipino grocery <laughs> that has it. But because my diet is so strict, I'm kind of ah. like, I reserve myself, right? But post-match, <laughs> post-victory, <laughs> post-winning the PWR championship... Yeah. I'm happy to go hard into like things like I, I saw at a mall they had like ube flavored cookies. Uh, um, so pretty much anything anything sweet, I'm very into. I just have to hold myself back from eating too much <laughs> of it. Have you tried chocolate yet? Oh, chocolate? Yeah, chocolate. It's like a, yeah, the the candy. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's okay. Nice, yeah, nice. yeah. I've uh, I've had some of it. Um, I haven't had it for a long time though. Mm. So I'm pretty much open to suggestions. <laughs> like boy, what about snacking boy bow? <laughs> Definitely no balut. Oh, okay, of course. Yeah, please, please, please no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so I guess we're down to our last two questions. Um, what's the one location in the Philippines that you want to visit 
that you haven't like been to yet? Uh, well, because my whole time so far has been in Makati. Yeah. And then when I was uh, younger, it was in the outskirts of Manila. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no recollection. I see. Uh, but I have always dreamed of going to Barakai. Oh. Uh, just because I'm very much a beach kid. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> uh, I really enjoy the sand, the sun, um, the swimming. So if I could go on a holiday, say, with my wife to Barakai and just kind of like, just... A, be connected to my family because I'm in the Philippines yeah. and B, be in like a somewhat tropical sort of nice relaxing environment. That's, that's definitely something that I would love to do. So uh, it's not going to happen on this trip, unfortunately, <laughs> but hopefully the next time I come to the Philippines, mm. when I retain the uh, PWR championship yeah. because I've defended it, because <laughs> I have to come back because I am the champion. This is how this is all going to play out. It's in the contract. Ah, I'll sit. Oh. I'll sit. I'll sit on the sand <laughs> with the championship over ah. my shoulder, enjoying a nice fresh coconut and uh, pina colada in the other. Maybe doing like the Roderick Strong pose with like the belt <laughs> covering. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's definitely number one. And then at, at some point, I want to go visit Cebu because oh. that's where my mum was born. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'd love to do that with hopefully my mum with me mm-hmm. as well to show oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Um, have you tried Yano's curry yet? No, I haven't. I haven't had Yano's curry. I haven't been to his restaurant yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's definitely something that's on the to-do list. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a lot of the, the tours that I've been on lately, we've been uh, away from Tokyo for long mm-hmm. periods of time. And then when we are in Tokyo, if we have a stretch of Korokan shows, yeah. our, our schedule is pretty tight mm-hmm. uh, between getting up, getting to the gym, doing whatever else we need to do prior to getting to the event, warming up again at the event and getting ready for your matches. There's, there's very little time. And then... Afterwards, there are some people that make lots of after plans. Yeah. Me, I'm so dead and exhausted <laughs> that I just get a quick meal from somewhere close by and I'm straight in bed. Uh, so that's definitely something that I want to try. So about like speaking of quick meals, like is it a kombini thing or like do you go to like a, a ramen place or something? <laughs> uh, there's a few spots that we go to. Like I mean, pepper lunch is number one. Uh, we we hit the pepper lunch by the Tokyo Dome all the time. Viking Raiders love it too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hear about that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's another place there? Just went to. It's not like soba noodle and it's not ramen, but it mm. was like and it's not udon either. But yeah. it was a nice noodle. Soup restaurant, uh, again, near the Tokyo Dome, that do a really nice, like, spicy sort of ramen style. Mm-hmm. Um, that was delicious. But, like, there's a, this is the hard thing. I would go so hard on all the food in Japan, but my diet is very restricted. Oh, so I've got to be very smart. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's, if it's uh, not late, but if I'm too exhausted, it'll be just a quick stop at the kombini. And then come straight back to the room with mm. like a small snack and go straight to bed. Is there like a preferred one? Like, there's so many kombinis in Japan. <laughs> Family Mart, 7-Eleven, Lawson, or Mini Stop? <laughs> Which are the uh, four? I think the main ones are Lawson and 7-Eleven. Oh, okay. Uh, so I, especially 7-Eleven is more, yeah, more common, yeah. I guess, for a lot of the spots that we go to. So I, I have my stuff picked out that I always go to in the mm. 7-Elevens. Um, but the supermarkets are good too. It's just they don't stay open as well. Ah, okay. So, okay, um, let's do one question about the match tomorrow. You said, you said you've talked to Chris Panzer for a long time now. Like, let's... How did we reach uh, this point where you're facing Chris Panzer for the title now compared to like before the first time we met? Like, how did we get here? Well, I've had my eye on PWR for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was through my family sending me a video saying, hey, did you, have you seen this before? Yeah. It was PWR. 
And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, it's great to know that there's wrestling in the Philippines because it's always been a destination that I've wanted to come back to. Mm-hmm. Um, and anywhere that there is wrestling, I'd love to come in. And it's it's all about how can I help? Um, you know, there's a little bit of selfish yeah. stuff involved, me wanting to take the title as well. So that's... Uh, that's that's my goal, but the thing that I want to do is, as the champion, I want to grow PWR. Yeah. I want it to be bigger and uh, have more more of a fan base and more eyes on it, so that it can, can become what it has the potential to be. Um, Panzer was one of those guys that I saw early on that I thought had a lot of promise, mm-hmm. and uh, he kind of stood out from the early days. So I've kind of you know interacted with him a little bit on and off. Uh, I don't know what his attitude's like now. It seems mm. very different to what yeah. it was like in the past, but mm. obviously it's working out for him because he's got the championship. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see how how it all shapes up. Uh, he's been doing the right things, traveling, getting experience in other places. That's one thing that I say to all wrestlers that they should be doing. They should be finding all the places they want to learn from and getting themselves out there. Wrestling doesn't owe you anything. You owe yourself to wrestling. Mm-hmm. I think Panza understands that. Yeah. Um, now, whether he has the tools necessary to compete with myself, that's going to be what we find out on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so the talking's done for now. Yeah. Uh, Afterwards, depending on how it all goes, I'd happily give some further advice mm-hmm. so that he can better himself. But until then, I want him to just be rested, train up as he needs to do, whatever he needs to do to get ready for the match, and I want him to be his best. All right. So last question, a message for any Filipino wrestler who wants to make it to the major leagues like you have. Uh, pretty much already touched on it. Okay. Just get the experience. Uh, wrestle and train as often as you can. Uh, put yourself into wrestling as much as you can. We, I understand I, I used to be one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, on an independent level, you have to support yourself and your wrestling. So that might mean that you work a full-time job or a part-time job or you're an Uber driver before and after the events. Like mm-hmm. Whatever it is that you have to do to make ends meet, you need a roof over your head. Yeah. You need to pay for the gym that you go to. You need to pay for your wrestling classes. Um, I totally understand that. But people that have the right passion and uh, desire and that burning sensation to be the greatest, they need to not let that just waste away. They need to use it. So they need to find where the training is, where can they get to, how much time can they devote to it, are they doing absolutely everything in their power to make themselves the best that they can be, and uh, that, that's pretty much it. it. It comes with time. Be patient, put in the work now, but be patient. All right, so I guess that concludes our interview with Mr. Robbie Eagles. Uh, where can we find you on social media? Um, at Robbie Eagles underscore on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Facebook under Robbie Eagles and uh, you can email me for birthday parties <laughs> and if you want to invite me to Barakai for a weekend uh, RobbieEaglesPro at gmail.com Alright, that's it for the Geeky Ones uh, This is Stephen from the Geeky Ones Thank you so much Thank you so much to the folks at PWR and um, that's it Thank you very much and bye-bye We'll see you next time Bye. Bye there you have it, our interview with Robbie Eagles. Don't forget to catch Robbie challenge Chris Panzer for the PWR belt tomorrow at PWR Love at First Fight, Feb 23, Sunday, 2 p.m. at the Powermax Spotlight in Circuit Makati. Huge thanks to Stan C., Ro Moran, and Rafael Camus. 
of PWR for making this whole uh, interview happen. You can find us on social media at The Geeky Juans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the occasional Twitch. We also have a YouTube channel, and you'll find us wherever your podcasts are obtained. That's it for us here at The Geeky Juans, and we'll see you next time.